the Gratitude Podcast, episode 76. I once had a client come to me with heartburn. So I said, okay, so what, uh, what's, what's your situation? Uh, can you eat peacefully? He goes, no, I'm a limousine driver. So as I'm driving between clients, I eat while I drive. Oh my God. I said, okay, can you just like pull over for five minutes, just five minutes and eat your sandwich and then go back on the road? He says, I could do that. And he came back a week later for a checkup and he said, my heartburn's gone. Wow. It, it's that simple. <laughs> it's, it's just because we're not, we are born with original grace. So if we start from that perspective, the bumps in our life, we think they're the they're eternal, but they're really just little flickers. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Today with me, I have an amazing person that has studied everywhere around the world, world actually, and uh, has some amazing things to share with us. His name is Swami. He is the best-selling author of the Ayurveda Encyclopedia, uh, Natural Secrets to Healing, Prevention, and Longevity. When Swami was very young, both of his parents were tragically killed in a car accident, but he transcended this adversity in profound ways through discovering the light within. Swami has been teaching meditation for over four decades and has several wonderfully enlightened books to his credit. He presented to the White House Alternative Medicine Commission and has spoken to international medical schools, including Johns Hopkins. In 1990, actually when I was born, um, Swami was recognized as a monk by his guru in the Himalayas and was recognized as a natural-born shaman by shamans shamans in the Amazon rainforest. He was also born with intuitive mediumship gifts and certified through the Lisa Williams School. Swami's life mission is to help others realize their dreams and live the joy-filled life they deserve to create peace in our world. To get uh, the word out his first screenplays being made into a Hollywood movie, a comedy about listening to your heart and trusting to be yourself around others. Welcome, Swami. Thank you so much for being here. Georgian, it's my pleasure and joy, 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 everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have wanted to say all your name, but I might have... Uh, done some mistakes so i will let you uh, make that part of the introduction if you don't mind sure my my full name is swami sadashiva tirtha and swami is a title but i also adopted it as my legal name to honor my teacher mm -hmm. sadashiva means ever blissful it's the name of wow. one of the names of shiva 
And Tirtha is our lineage, kind of like our spiritual last name. Mm, that's beautiful. I think it's it's pretty incredible that uh, we spoke a little bit before and that you were actually uh, recognized as a monk in the same year that I was born. And <laughs> this this can give us, at least me, uh, quite a perspective about your life experience, about uh, all of the things that you've learned and uh, all of the things that you can share with us in, in our time together. And we have a connection now. We have a special connection. Yeah, we sure do. We sure do. My, my spiritual birth and, and your physical birth. Same yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Also, uh, what's interesting about Swami, uh, if you're just listening and you're not watching the actual video interview, uh, he is, I don't know if, exactly all the time, but he's mostly wearing orange. All the and time. He, uh, all the time, yeah. He's uh, also wearing a cool hat, a cowboy hat, and he's also known as the Orange Cowboy. And uh, I think the story is really interesting about how this all came together. And if you want to, to let us know how that happened, I, I would be really uh, happy. Sure. It's, it was just very natural. It was not planned. It was, there was no strategy. Even, even becoming a monk, my guru just said, oh, yeah, you're a, you're a Swami. Swami means monk in India. Mm-hmm. And somebody had called me a Swami, and I afterwards I went. I was talking with my guru, and I laughed, and I said, "Oh, he called me a Swami." He said, "Oh, you are." <laughs> I go, "Oh," <laughs> but that's all he said. You know, in India, Swamis wear orange robes, but he never said to me, "Now you have to do this or that." And just that was the end of that conversation. And then fast forward maybe two years. I was. I had a little shop in USA teaching Ayurvedic uh, health and Vedic astrology, and I started to see orange in my forehead, inside my mind's eye, and it was such a blissful color, such a joyful color. And you know how the law of attraction works. I went to the local uh, clothing store called The Gap, and there was an orange T-shirt, and I said, "Ah!" It made me so happy that I bought it. And started wearing it. And then a couple of months later, I went back to the Gap and they had an orange hoodie sweatshirt and a hood on it. And before I knew it, they outfitted me from socks to to, to baseball caps. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It really gives you a, a really positive vibe when when you see Swami and when you see uh, this this orange is is just a very a very pleasant experience. Because we know, uh, at least I've been taught um, in, in, from a spiritual standpoint that colors really have an impact on, our, on how we feel and on our spiritual being, right? Absolutely. And, and the funny thing is now when I travel at airports, the, the baggage handlers or the the customs people they always say oh orange it's my favorite color thanks for making my day would you take a picture with me so it's fun you know to make people smile and break them out of their their daily routine 
and I don't have to do anything, just be happy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I love it. I love it. So uh, my first question to you, Swami, what is gratitude for you? Gratitude for me, well, it's a, it's, it's a gift. It's a master key. It's, it's the alchemical master key that allows me to almost always just get back to freedom, joy, peace, new, the neutral, the, the possibilities. The heart fills up. So if, if there's a, a, any limited thought, oh, it's a bad day, or this is going to happen, or what anger, fear, worry, pain, doubt is like, as soon as I'm aware of it, I catch it and I go, okay, what am I grateful about? Because I know that there are people a lot worse off than me. And, you know, even the fact that, you know, my, the tragedy you alluded to earlier, there's still people worse off than me for when I had that experience. So just that alone, I'm grateful for what I, what I do have. And that resets me. And then I go through now, I'm actually doing this daily. I'm writing down three things I'm grateful for every day. Little things, just, you know, I woke up, I'm healthy. Somebody loves me. I have an interview with a wonderful um, <laughs> person today. Uh, any little any little win, any little action I've taken, even if I haven't succeeded yet, but I've started something. You know, I had a conversation about a new idea with somebody. And those things... So gratitude in virtually almost every case just instantly makes it a positive change, resets us to default. Because our default is, I feel, is joy. You know, we there's people talk about original sin. I think there's original grace. We're mm. born in the image of the divine. So we reset to that through gratitude. Wow. I, I believe that too. I believe that it's it's like the sun, you know. The sun is always shining. Yes. Sure, sometimes uh, the weather isn't great and um, it's uh, there are many clouds and we can't see the sun right. or we can't feel its warmth, but it's still there all the time. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it, it's just about getting getting the, the, the sky clear again and seeing that the sun is there and it's always always there for us. Well, it's wonderful you say that because even when it's cloudy out and we don't feel the warmth, if there wasn't warmth, we wouldn't be alive. So it's warming us even when we don't feel the warmth. Wow. And if we can, because that's really the key point, is it's, it's easy to be grateful when, when the sun is shining. When the sun isn't shining, that's where we need to exercise our gratitude muscle and say, okay, I don't feel like there's love there, meaning the sun warmth, but it's there because I wouldn't be here otherwise. So let me look around and see what I'm grateful for. There's sunshine days, there's cloudy days, there's up days, there's down days. Let me learn to be, find my inner joy, which depends on nothing other than inner grace, connection to divinity, spirit. And if, when we can connect with that more and more on the down times, that's when we become really strong. That's when we develop character. 
That's when we develop vision. That's when we can help others as well. Exactly, exactly. And I believe that this is, and it, in my own experience, I, I feel that the more you practice gratitude, the easier it is when uh, it, get, it gets cloudy. You know, when um, challenges come up, if you, if you have a strong enough gratitude muscle, it's so easy to get back to gratitude and it's even harder to, to get back to other negative feelings that you, that you were experiencing in the past. Like I, I had, for instance, quite a while, a lot of uh, challenges with um, resentment. I felt that I needed somehow to protect myself in, in certain situations uh especially when it when it came to emotions uh that were more profound and um gratitude has really helped me to to get out of that and to see uh the beauty and to to appreciate the, the situations and to get back to um higher feelings higher vibrations yeah that's beautiful and uh one other thought is coming to my head and this is for people who have already been practicing gratitude for a while. There gets to a point where you say, oh, no, here comes that thing, that motion, emotion, that feeling. When you get that gratitude muscle really exercised, when those things pop up, the negative things pop up, you say, oh, I'm so grateful for that negative emotion because I'm about to grow. <laughs> wow yeah I, I didn't get to that but uh it's sure uh, a nice place to be yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's just now that you're aware of it next time it comes no because it's just one more negative we have oh no here's the negative i have to do gratitude but the gratitude like you just said makes us stronger so say oh great here comes that negative that's this is God giving me the opportunity to graduate to the next level to take this is my test day this is my exam day <laughs> wow yeah I love it I love it and by the way when we are thinking about uh, cloudy times like when it's harder to feel grateful what do you recommend us to do well as we were talking think about the grateful things however to grow life, the gratitude gets us to the, the neutral aligned zone. Now we are free to grow our life, and growth means action. So we need to take some sort of action steps, and there's a whole range of them from exercise uh, to just walking to yoga or stretching or breathing to meditation, then more exercise and more activities, uh, learning, studying self self growth helping others you could just smile down the street as helping others saying saying good morning to someone who doesn't look like they're having a good day and then those are the little things that everybody could do it doesn't take time or energy or money then you could start to say oh i would really love to share my views of gratitude with the world i'm going to create a radio show which is what you did and don't you feel good when you take actions that, that your heart and mind speak to? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so I think as you, from moving from gratitude and, and taking care of your health and your relationships and then having a vision, listening to your mission, your calling, 
or just what brings you joy. Do what brings you joy. How's that? That's pretty simple. Take action and do something that brings you joy. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Do you have um, a favorite quote on gratitude? Yeah. Uh, for me, I like to speak from my own experience. And what spirit, I was thinking about this this morning, and spirit gave me the words and the feelings. Gratitude and they were very clear. The next word is awakens. They want me to say it awakens. It awakens us to a, a life full of joy. So gratitude awakens us to a life full of joy. <laughs> I think it's it's quite interesting. Uh, one of the reasons why I love gratitude so much is that it's present in different religions, in different spiritual views. And um, like you said, it's it's actually awakening us to a truth. I, I think the truth is the one that you can find in different spiritual beliefs and different views of the world. And like love, gratitude is is one of the those truths truths that I I uh, got to find um, in many many uh, spiritual views and practices. Uh, what what has been your experience uh, with gratitude from from this point of view, like uh, with your guru in India or also in the Amazon rainforest with the shamans? Um, the, how did I experience gratitude with them directly? Uh, yeah. So, uh, <coughs> what, what if they teach taught you something like this? Uh, regarding this, or what have you seen there that uh, is related to to gratitude? Well, my <clears throat> neither of my teachers spoke English. <laughs> my guru, <clears throat> excuse me, my guru basically was through meditation and telepathy and consciousness raising, because if you raise your consciousness, everything raises. And I was just grateful to be there a little, couple of a little bit each year, a little bit of time each year. In, and I felt just, I mean, what I'm grateful for there is for everything that that really was a platform, a grounding, a new life for me. To when, once I met my guru, because it was everything for me. It was, a, and he just saw me for as a spiritual being. I didn't have to do anything to impress him. And then when I went to the Amazon rainforest, I was in a ceremony, a verbal ceremony. And in the middle of that spirit came down in front of me. It was literally, it was a spirit shape. It was white, cloudy, and almost not there. And whether it was as real as, you know, something in front of us, I don't know, but I could see it. And it just went like this and it breathed into my heart. It blew into my heart. And something shifted in me. It's like, wow. And then the thought I had was, I can do this. And I came home and I started saying to my friends, hey, let me try this. And they'd call me the next day and go, holy cow, what happened? It's like my heart is all open and I have a whole new life. And 
one of my friends in within a few weeks, he found a girlfriend after decades. And, (laughs) and so I went on Facebook and I said, uh, something wonderfully weird is happening to me. And if anybody wants a free session, you know, we'll do a Skype session. So I started practicing and one of the gals just like this, and we're doing a session and she starts rubbing her chest just in her sternum. And I say, what's going on? She says, Oh, I have a hiatal hernia. And I said, Oh, one minute, let me try something. And I went like this. I just wiggled my fingers a little bit and sent her some love. And she goes, what'd you do? It disappeared. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I was discovering instant energy healing. And I've been, that's since 2010. That's been this May last big cycle of learning for me is from spirit is healing people instantly with energy or changing their lives, removing blocks, helping them get visions. So that's, that was what I was grateful for from the Amazon rainforest. Yeah. Amazing. It's interesting that how um, some things don't even need words to, to be experienced because, and I, and I think in general, what's most important for us um, are the feelings. So um, that's why spiritual experiences are, are so powerful because they are actual, um, I, I don't know if I can say they are just feelings, but they are like feelings more than they are words or something like this. Right. You, you right. perceive them rather than um, just find words to, to, to uh, put them in a box somehow. Yeah. It's, um, a lot like, it's a lot like music because yeah. so much more can be conveyed through music than in words. Exactly. Exactly. So when you, when did you discover gratitude? Do you, do you remember when uh, you felt gratitude for the first time, like not just the word, but the actual feeling? Wow. That's a really good question <clears throat> because there are times, I think there's two types of gratitude, Georgian. There's the subconscious one where like well, you told me that you had a vision, <clears throat> excuse me, you had a vision and then you said, Oh wow, I'm going to spread or do a radio show to help people. You probably didn't say, I'm so grateful. I'm going to do the radio show, but the action was the gratitude. We, we just, in our action, we don't have to say, thank you. I'm grateful because the action is louder than the words. Yeah. And then there is also the conscious level. So for example, well, okay, I'll preface this by telling you when I was 18, I lost my parents in a car accident. And when I was about 10 years old on, I used to have dreams that this was going to happen. Not specifically in the car accident initially, but that I'd be separated from my parents. So I had all these mystical um, psychic mediumship dreams telling me that. And then when they passed, at first I was, was like, this was not a gift. Being a psychic medium is not a gift because why did you tell me that? I couldn't do anything about it. So I had this very sort of hopeless uh, life. Uh, this, this fate, it's only faded. What it did do is it said to me, well, you know, I do have to look into this mystical stuff because I don't believe in it. And yet it happened. Who told me? And so I really just, I left um, 
I left the mainstream world basically and started studying meditation and became a meditation and yoga teacher. And I spent five years basically meditating three hours a day with, with this group or that group. And, and only when I got into the Ayurvedic healing system and the Vedic astrology and I was helping people, I could see that my intuition would creep in and help them. So I didn't tell anybody about it. Like I'd say, oh, your astrology chart says this. But that didn't say that. I just saw the energy patterns on the top of the chart. And so I began to subconsciously, you know, the gratitude was I stepped into that world. Years later, when I look back and I say, wow, I am so grateful. I, I don't wish, I, I certainly I wish it was that my parents could have stayed alive and I would have still gone on the spiritual path. But I know that wasn't ever going to happen. So I'm grateful, as tragic as that situation was, I'm grateful for it anyway because it allowed me to be become me to explore myself so that would be the first subconscious and conscious version of gratitude <laughs> yeah thank you for sharing both uh, both views that's that's quite an interesting perspective that we have a conscious and uh, an unconscious experience of gratitude I think it it relates a little bit with um with the metaphor, metaphor with the sun and the clouds also um because it's something that's always there the, the subconscious and something that we perceive consciously that's beyond the clouds and here on earth somehow um but if you could go back in time like uh before you were introduced to gratitude with, before you actually uh, experience gratitude. What would you tell your younger self about gratitude? Wow. Let's see, boy. You know, I'm a student of history. I love history. I love to learn from history. So the, the block I had as a child, I believe, as far as, you know, it could, I could always evolve and get better insights. But I do feel that a part of me had that What's the use of anything? Because mm -hmm. I knew down the road I was going to lose my parents. And now I believe that there is destiny and there's free will. And the way I describe it is the, the destiny is we're all evolving in our consciousness. And the free will is how fast or slow we want to go. And the analogy I think of is you can drive in the car. You're going. You're going wherever the destination is. You can drive in the car or you could be dragged by the bumper. Your choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So what, I, what I'm learning now is because you know, this is a whole other conversation, but I believe the world subconsciously has decided we're not going to destroy ourselves. Since mm -hmm. 2012, we're the first civilization on this planet to reach the point where we're not going to destroy the planet, which means history has been up to that point, how to live on this planet without destroying yourself. So everything we've learned is tinged with now something that's dogmatic. So I would say, so I'm starting to see that we now have the opportunity to create that new world, to write a new history, a history where we evolve into pure humanitarian spiritual souls. 
So with that insight, I would go back to my younger self and say, you know what? Spirit is showing you that you're going to be separated from your parents, but that's not a given. If you start to raise your energy and learn, listen to us, because back then there was nobody taught yoga and meditation in this country back in the 50s and 60s, early 60s. Uh, But the Beatles did come right around then and meditate. So we started to learn about it. And I would say, listen, I know everybody's going to laugh at you. Uh, Either join a group or just listen to us and we will guide you and raise your energy. And it's possible either your parents won't die or you'll learn enough so it'll be easier for you. So that's what I would tell my younger self. Wow, this is really profound. <laughs> I can profound. see him spinning his head going, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine. Um, but I'm really curious if you want to share with us um, in my opinion and in my experience, gratitude always comes easier when I'm in better health. Like when all things are going great inside my body and it's functioning great, I get to be more grateful. Um, how how does... Um, so what can we do to, to be healthier from a, an Ayurvedic uh, point of view? Well, we, if we start, to me, the highest... Okay, so Ayurveda has a statement of, that says most physical diseases are due to poor digestion. Hmm. Most diseases, physical diseases, are caused by poor digestion because if you're not getting the nutrition, if you're not digesting your food, you're not getting the nutrition to feed your body. What I found over the 40 years of teaching Ayurveda was that most Poor digestion was caused by stress because there's a vagus nerve that goes from the brain right down to your stomach. And when you're nervous, you're putting nervous chemicals into your digestion. Then what I found was most stress was caused by a lack of spiritual connection. So I work backwards to the top to say, work on your connection, your alignment with spirit, your purpose in life. Secondly, align with nature. Get outside, walk in the trees, have a pet, or watch the deer, or whatever you can do. Uh, and live at the pace, live at a healthy pace in life. That's very important. People are rushing for something, thinking they're going to be happier, or to get somebody off their back, or to be to be one of the in people, you know, not to be weird, not to be individuals, be individual, be unique, find like-minded people to be unique with. So they're not putting you down. They're encouraging your uniqueness and your gifts. And then eat healthy foods, try to eat organic foods, try to eat whole grains and beans and fresh fruits and vegetables and if you have to, if it, if that's too much to do, then start by switching out white sugar for cane sugar, whole cane sugar, or maple syrup or honey. That alone, that one. If you want to do one little thing, the trick is if you buy if you buy whole wheat bread from a major company in this regular supermarket, it's got corn syrup in it and fructose. So you have to read your labels. Fructose 
actually prevents your body from telling you it's full. So you just keep eating and eating and eating. Mm-hmm. So if you, the best thing is you go to the health food store, you go to a farmer's market and you buy, look, ask for the ingredients and get any kind of foods without sugar, corn syrup, or fructose in it. You will feel so much better. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan that we need, most people need some sweetness as a Ayurveda says it's one of the six tastes. So white sugar, white bread, those are the two. If you have to start somewhere small and simple, I'd say start with one of those. This is awesome. This is very helpful. And I, I love the fact that uh, it's very simple and easy to apply. And I think that it's very important in the practice of gratitude. And we haven't talked a lot about this. But in my experience, for instance, when I when I don't feel good, and especially um, many times I don't feel good when it comes to digestion, even though I, I don't eat uh, white bread at all, sugar, uh, not at all, maybe in some products that I, I don't see everything that's written on, on them. I consume honey uh, quite a lot. And uh, yeah, I try to, I'm a vegetarian. I try to eat as much uh, right. uh, fruit and vegetables as possible. But sometimes it happens to me too. Uh, I don't always uh, take care of what I'm eating. And I think it's very interesting to, I, I, I was thinking about, myself and my experience with this when i didn't feel good all of my attention was there the fact that i didn't feel good right. and uh that's why i believe that health is very is very important to gratitude it also it's very helpful to be grateful yeah. in order to have great uh health but also when when you're not too healthy all your focus is there and it's, your brain is focused on the problem And gratitude isn't the first thing that you think about, right? Yeah. And, and actually, even before you eat a meal, you can just say a little gratitude. I'm grateful for this meal. I'm grateful for the cook. I'm grateful for my friends and da 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 And bless your food. And then you eat, you know, because what we think becomes reality. So you're thinking about gratitude and grace and you're eating grace. If you're arguing or fighting or working and eating, you're putting arguing, fighting, and working energy into your body. Mm, this is awesome. This is very, very helpful. I do take a pause and um, appreciate the food, uh, but I think that you, you got some nuances here that are very important. I once had a client come to me with heartburn. So I said, okay, so what, uh, what's, what's your situation? Uh, can you eat peacefully? He goes, no, I'm a limousine driver. So as I'm driving between clients, I eat while I drive. Oh my God. I said, okay, can you just like pull over for five minutes, just five minutes and eat your sandwich and then go back on the road? He says, I could do that. And he came back a week later for a checkup and he said, my heartburn's gone. Wow. It, it's that simple. <laughs> it's, it's just because we are born with original grace. So if we start from that perspective, the bumps in our life, we think they're, the, they're eternal, but they're really just little flickers. So if we pull off the side of the road, if we, if we just massage our shoulders, if we just say, pat ourselves on the shoulder, try this, say, I love me. I love me. <laughs> well done. Well done. Just being you is good enough. 
just being you is good enough. And you're doing a great show on having this radio show. <laughs> you're doing a great show on this radio show. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Don't you feel great? Yeah, yeah. We've just brought ourselves back to original grace. And even the digestive thing starts to go away. And there's herbs for that. There's, there's acupuncture points, acupressure points to help with that. Walking helps with that. There's so many, you know, digestive herbs. So it's it's like uh, I think my friend Robert Clancy talks about the canvas. If you're up too close to the canvas, you see the you see this big black thing. But when you step back, it's just a little dot on the bigger canvas. And if we can remember that perspective, and it's more than remembered, and then step back. So pull off to the side of the road, say grace. Pat yourself on the shoulder. You had a great morning. You deserve this lunch. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's Whatever. wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. It it really puts another kind of energy, and and it's also been scientifically proven that um, at least with water. But we know that a lot of our food is a high percentage in water, right? Yeah, um, water. <laughs> and we are water. Yeah, and what we say and what we feel actually um, has an impact on the water itself. I was talking with a friend last night and we we're talking about the good work he's doing. And then he gets to the point, says the person never called me back. I wonder what I did. He must be angry at me. And I said, well, wait a second. Why must he be angry at you? Maybe he must be busy and couldn't get back to you. He goes, oh yeah, let's start there. Let's assume the best. There's a quote. Let's assume the best. <laughs> yeah. This, this <laughs> because is if awesome. we're right, we've avoided all that tra- trauma. And if we're wrong, we'll find out. But we've been happy up to that point. <laughs> exactly. I, I've <laughs> done this. And it won't be such a big deal, deal if we find out because we're doing the best we can. And if somebody else is upset with us, Sorry, that's your issue, not mine. <laughs> exactly. I've done this in the past that I was so worried about something. And when it actually happened, uh, it, it just didn't, it wasn't that. And I like, like you said in, your, in that situation that uh, I thought that something, so someone thought something bad about me, but they were, like you said, they were actually just busy. And afterwards, I found out that there wasn't any kind of problems and it's interesting how our, how our brain works and how uh how we tend to focus on on these things when we and this is why i think gratitude is such an important tool to have even if you can't see it if, even if it's not something that you can uh buy like you can buy i don't know a knife it's something that you have with you and that you can use in these kinds of moments and it it just makes your life experience much better. Like any kind of other product that you could buy, you can use it as a tool, as something that you, and this is, this is how I see gratitude. <laughs> yeah. And, and we could even take the, this one step further in terms of writing history. Let's say a friend of yours says, oh, so-and-so is upset with you. So now you hear it. And, and let's say you, you like that person. You don't, you care about them as a human being. You can, through your gratitude, be grateful and say, well, I'm going to send them love. 
I'm going to send them light because I want them to feel good. I don't care whether they think I'm right or wrong, but I want them to feel good. And they're going to feel good. And they may not, they may get over your issue or it may not be as big an issue, but you've done something. You've taken gratitude. You've taken that action step of gratitude. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's so important that we, and it's interesting that we can also uh, do this. It's not compulsionary for us to actually uh, do it on the outside. So people usually think of action on the outside, but we can take action on the inside as well. Like I'm an introvert and um, a lot of the things that are happening in my life, let's say, are much more on the inside than than they are on the outside. And yeah, and uh, I think it's it's great for us introverts to know that we can take action on the inside as well. Like we can uh, feel grateful for different people and actually thank them in inside of us and send them love, send them light. I think it's it's a really practical way and it's really useful for us, right? You know, I was in a you know, a big uh, shopping store some some time ago, and I just got the message start helping people. So somebody would walk by and I would just send them blessings just for because. Or I'd, I'd imagine a cloud of, ble- of joy in front of them that I create and they'd walk right into the cloud and I'd wow. imagine them going, oh. And then I got to the counter and the woman there was not smiling. She was in person in front of me. She was in a bad mood. I started sending her the love. And then when I got to her, I just started like sending, speaking to her, but with full of love. And by the time we ended the transaction, she was laughing with me and having a nice day. So we can change people as introverts without anybody even knowing it. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's it's really awesome that uh, usually people think that they need to be extroverts to do great things in this world. And I think this is a really good tip for us introverts. <laughs> There's a lot to be grateful for for introverts. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh, we are nearing the end of our time together. And I'm really curious if you want to to share with us a few people in your life that have had a great impact that you're thankful for and that you would like to mention. Sure. That's a wonderful opportunity. Well, first off, I thank my parents for all that they did teaching me the love that they could teach me. And for the people who who became like my chosen parents after I lost my parents, who stepped up and, you know, took care of my brother more than me, but because I was 18, but took care of us in many, so many ways and became family. That's huge. That's really huge. I'm grateful for my guru and I'm grateful for the shamans I met. I'm grateful for really everybody, but particularly I'm particularly grateful for my good friend who, you know, I call him my angel friend, Robert Clancy. We've, we've only connected and talked about angels since June. Wow. That's what we do. We talk about angels all the time and how we can help the world. We use with, so it's him and me and the angels, and we talk about it. So That's amazing. I'm grateful for meeting you and, and just to see the younger generation just doing amazing things that weren't even on, the, on the, 
they weren't even available for us when I was your age, you know. Just 1960, the Beatles didn't even come to, uh, I don't think they even hit America yet, let alone start to talk about meditation. So that's there's a bit of perspective right there. So I'm grateful to see how this is proof positive when I tell people the world is shifting for the better. And they go, how? Look at this and look at that. I say, yeah, but look at the young people today. They only want to do jobs that help the world. The, you know, it's not just about the money. And so it's beautiful to see. And, and I think I'd be very grateful when I see millennials and seniors come together and, and create something more powerful. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. And I, I love that you, that you, that you mentioned this because it's really true. Like many of the people that I know as well, they want to, to do something positive with this world and for this world. And I, I think it's, it's quite incredible that, that, uh, that you mentioned this and that this is actually happening. Um, so where can, where can we find you? Where can we see our, your work, your books? I know that you have uh, not just this um, big book uh, around Ayurveda, but also other great books. Let yeah, us know. My book, 21 Days of Joy, is right there. All my books and all everything about me is on my website, orangecowboy.com. <laughs> orange, like the color orange and cowboy. Orangecowboy.com. Perfect, perfect. So orangecowboy.com. Make sure you visit um, Swami. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks and, for having uh, me. It's a real pleasure to talk to you definitely it i i feel the same and i'm really curious if you have a message for us if you're inspired to to give us a message at the end of our time together yeah it's funny you say that the first message is i was going to tell you um, i see your guitar there and i think if you played a little something maybe like an intro or outro for your show your your deeper messages from spirit would come through And I feel a lot of, is your audience a very like millennial audience? I feel lots of millennials tuning in right now. Psychically, I feel that. Uh, I don't know exactly, but it's possible, yeah. So I wanted to tell them all, good job. Hold on to those values. Look for, look for some of the elders in our society who have been through this for the past 40 years or 30 years and create community that way. It's, I know millennials create community together, create community with the, the elders because together I feel guided that that's the future where we'll really, they have the wisdom of experience and you have the, the new ideas and the creativity and energy to do something with it and really bring world peace. My motto is food in every stomach, money in every pocket, love in every heart, peace in every mind, and joy in every soul. Together, we can accomplish that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for your message. Thank you, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. Blessings and joy. Joy, joy. <laughs> thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes. Search for the Gratitude Podcast.